Topic is oh, uh, don't drop, don't drop, don't drop. Oh yeah, I forgot to bring it down. Well, uh, enter the dungeon. Yeah, best damn game uh, in 2019. Nope. and he just fell. Yeah, because that gun is terrible. It really is. It is a phenomenal game. It's so good. I always say phenomenal on these podcasts. I've realized when I go it back is. and listen to them, I'm like phenomenal. It's like huge. That. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's so it's a game of references. Is how I think that it could be best put. Is that it's a just a big game of long form references to music, to pop culture, to games, to other games, to music, movies, everything. It's just like so. Basically, it is what do you call it? Like a bullet hell type game? It is a bullet hell type of game. Uh, anyone who's played uh, Binding of Isaac would pretty much love this game to pieces. There's actually a, a few Binding of Isaac references to this. Uh, and if you think about like, and if you don't know what the type of game is, then like think of Legend of Zelda. You like run around. Yep. Like in a top-down perspective. It's um, really nice. It's, yeah. It's great on the eyes. I love the pixel style art where it's simple, but it's got so much detail to it as well. I feel like a lot of people have that disconnect with Isaac because it is just kind of paper pencil kind. And of. it'll is really nasty too. So yeah. if you don't like that, you're gonna be turned off immediately. Yeah. But the thing is with with. Enter the Gungeon, it's a lot more different in the sense that you don't really have any, like, you don't really have any consistent, um, like, themes. There's so many different, it's, it's a very, like, it's very unique in the sense that it's not like Isaac where it's like, oh, it's just nasty stuff like, you know, rats and spiders and right. stuff like that. In this, it's, it's more over, like... It, it's just simply about the the, the randomness, yeah, the randomness, the, random the items, the guns, um, which I think, if I remember right, there's there's something like more than seven hundred different guns uh, seven, and eight hundred some odd items or something like that. That's not that many. It's not that many, you know. It's just one or two or a lot, uh, <laughs> and so. What's interesting to me is like a game like that. You'd think, okay, well, there's no way somebody could get, you know, to all of those guns. But um, it's a very unique kind of. It, it 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 you wouldn't think that it would have kind of a story mode or like any kind of um, like progression in the sense that like Binding of Isaac is pretty much just, you know, it's. It's kind of just straightforward. You don't really get new items unless you beat the game over and over and over. Which, to a point, that's the same for, you know. Yeah, these the type of games is because they're also roguelikes. Yeah. So when you're dead, you're dead. Yeah. And but then you have to struggle over. But you do carry your progress in the in like the form of guns and items and yeah. unlocks. But that's what's kind of cool too is like with this game, you you do get better the longer you play it. And with Isaac, I never really had that experience. I was just um. kind of like, okay, I'm just trash at this because, <laughs> you know, I didn't really feel like there was um, a good explanatory way of getting into the game. Whereas with Enter the Gungeon, it was kind of like, uh, it was kind of like, 
I would start, I remember when I first started picking it up and started playing it, the first thing that I did was die on the first level, <laughs> and then, like, as I kept playing it and going through it, I got better at, like, you know, the the style of gameplay it is, because it's not bullet hell in the sense where the whole screen gets filled with bullets. Although that can happen. Although it can happen, and it does happen sometimes, but the game itself does a really good job, in my opinion, of making it so... You do ha you do feel the progression from level to level, um, and the whole point of the game, at least in the storyline, is you're trying to kill your past. And uh, at the bottom of this dungeon, at, uh, after level five, there's a base. There's basically a gun that can kill the past, and right. each player that you have initially, it uh, wants it has something that is trying to get rid of in their past. So you have like four characters. You have the Huntress, you have the Marine, you have the Pilot, and you have the Convict. Yep, and then all four of them have a pass that you can kill. And what you end up doing is just kind of getting used to a play style. Now each one has their own... Now they're not all the same like in Isaac, where certain certain characters, they have benefits to them, where you know they play a little bit different than the other ones. Yeah, these are like more different based on their items. Yeah, and which is cool because if you think about it, it's almost like you have kind of a blank slate when it comes to all of the characters, and you know all the all of that's different is that they have that. items that eventually when you when you eventually beat their past, you can unlock the items that they carry, which is really cool in my opinion, and um, what what I feel like is different about it is that when you play it and you eventually like get to kill a character's past there's that a sense of com like that sense of i finished this but it's still not over kind of thing right the war is still going on yeah and so i think what what this does better than the binding of isaac is it doesn't it doesn't keep the player from enjoying dying over and over and over. That's what I didn't like about Isaac was dying over and over. Yeah, and it over. feels like a huge failure. Yeah, and, and binding. And, and this one is more like, ah, oh, now I have to try again. Yeah, and it's super. You know, RNG is a, a thing, and people are like, oh, well, it's just all about RNG. It really is, especially when it comes to games like Bullet Hells and with this roguelike kind of stuff where you'll never get the same playthrough twice. And I like that. I like that about this game a lot. Now, oh, what's RNG for people who don't know? Uh, it's basically just random. Uh, I think it's like random something something. It's it's basically when you have a game like this where there's so many different kinds of guns and items and weapons and stuff like that. It's kind of like the drop rate. It's it's exactly like that. It's like drop rates. It's super difficult to predict, and you can never. Well, you never get the same run twice. I've never gotten the same run twice. And I really like that aspect of this game is the... Every time I play it, I don't feel like I've repeated myself. I've always had a different kind of playthrough. I've always had, like, pretty decent luck. And, you know, there's something to be said about the item structure in the game where you'd think with over, you know, 700, you know, 800 different items and stuff, and not only that, but there's synergy. So when you get certain items and you get certain guns that mm -hmm. you know mesh well one way or another, you know if they reference each other or something of the like, um, it it creates a synergy and, and changes the weapon or it increases the weapon's effectiveness. Like or, sometimes even 
combines a type of bullets or like it yeah. completely changes the way the gun shoots or functions. Yeah, and it's... And that has like a whole other dynamic. But it, the game doesn't tell you what the synergies are, so you have to go and look it up. Yeah, which I, I enjoy a lot is, you know, I and I, I was playing the, the other day and my brother, um, every time I would see an item, I would look it up and he's just like, what's the point of playing the game if you have to stop every second? And it's like, that's what's kind of fun. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like having that booklet in Legend of Zelda. Yeah, it's kind of like having the, the game day. guide, you know, from like the older days, like going on and looking at the Wikipedia, and you know, because what's also cool is that it's all it's not run by the devs. The Wikipedia is run by the people, so like the people who play the game. So it's cool to kind of see like okay, somebody figured this out. They you know they did some testing and figured out this is the effectiveness of this, and so. What's really cool, in my opinion, is like how much of a community there is behind this game that you would think wouldn't really have one. Oh, goodness. We need to get that. Duct tape? Yeah. Oh, it puts two guns together. Right? Yes. Which is also, you know, that's what's also fun about this game is like there's certain items that are super unique when it comes to like play style. Like there's, well, what we just found was a an item called duct tape where it takes one of your guns and it attaches it to another gun and so it fires both at the same time well a lot of the time you'd think okay well that just means you shoot twice as much but with this game each gun is so unique and different where you wouldn't exactly think that you'd be able to um why are we even going in this room when there's no i don't know to the entrance <laughs> <laughs> we just got a bunch of well, I got a bunch of damage just to go to the room we've already been in. Uh, it's kind of hard to play and talk at the same time, but that's fine. So, I think okay. One thing to make note about, especially about this, is the uniqueness of the the mapping. Hmm. I've never played a game where you know I could be playing and then like. I'd like finally fill out the entire map and be like, oh, this is a small map or this is a large map. Like there's, there's, there's the same kind of thing in Binding of Isaac where you can have larger maps, but it's kind of cut, like cut and paste almost. Right. They're not, they're all uniform and they have the same kind of feel to them with this. There's it's like, like, I feel like in Isaac, it just feels like there's three types of rooms, three, three types of rooms. Yeah. Big rooms small tiny regular rooms and then you know the, the layout design. on these rooms is really different there's rooms with pits there's rooms with conveyor belts yeah and it's there's just so much to the rooms besides the traps it's like you know just looking at the map itself like if we pull it up it's like these rooms are so tight together like it's not like isaac where when you're playing you're like okay well there's a big room there there's the boss room and you don't even have to be like done with the map to figure it out whereas as this it's like it's so clustered together it's so like tightly knit that you can like you can try and you know predict what kind of rooms coming up, but then it could be completely different. And um, there's just uh, there's something unique about it where in Binding of Isaac you don't really have obstacles to worry about. You don't really have to think about like ducking behind walls or you know using the environment to your advantage to block bullets and stuff. And um, what you really what I really think is cool is um, okay, so what you to duct tape, uh -huh. you the first weapon gets consumed and it is attached to the second weapon. So if it were me, so this one I would attach Alien Engine to the Mega Man hand. So 
when you use it. So how do I like uh, oops use an item? No, how do I rearrange my guns? Oh no, you don't have to. Oh, I don't have to. So so you just no, but if I oh it won't do the standard gun. Yeah, so just so just like this. Alien engine, and then go to the Mega Man hand. Uh, just change weapon, and then click it again, and now. Oh, I don't know if that's good, but we'll see. Well, notice it's, so you can shoot it, or if you press and hold it, it charges way faster. Oh, it does, yeah. And, well, you're using quite a bit of ammo. Oh, yeah, crap. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, uh, the other thing about this game is there's so much to the references to other games. Like, they have... Like, like we were just talking about, they have like Mega Man's hand, they have, you know, Metroid, they have, there's a lot of different... On the, on the uh, Switch version, which I haven't unlocked the gun yet, they have the, the Switch controller. <laughs> it's two Joy-Cons put together. Aww. Yeah. And that's what's cool, is like, I've never seen a game like this, where they make so much effort to be, in, like, in reference to other stuff. You know what I mean? They have a lot of. They have a lot of stuff in this game. And it's like they have a reference to like everything you can think of. Like, pretty much. And and the thing is like this is an indie game. It's not like a triple A. I died. Didn't you die? And then I died. Oh, my foot's asleep. Mine too. Ugh. But <laughs> so this is made by a very small group of developers. Yep, it's by Dodgeroll. Ugh. And I think, I want to say this is the only Devolver. game they've made. Yep, well, they're making a second, they're on a second project right now because they just finished releasing the last uh, update, which that's something else to be said about. Is all of you buy the game once and every update that they've done is free. And they they're like, charge sequel DLC. They don't do that like Binding of Isaac where you have to basically keep on purchasing the game over and over and over and over again. Every right, it's basically, free. and it's not like even an update, it's... An expansion. Yeah. Like the amount of stuff that they add, the weapons, the campaigns, like everything, characters, it's all free. Yeah. And that's what's super cool to me is like, you know, they've got so much, you know, they have so much going for them when it comes to the expandability of the game. And, you know, they they have probably enough room to keep expanding and adding to the game. But, you know, stopping now, I feel, was such a smart move because of you know, how much they've done to the game and how expandable it is. And like I've been playing this game, I mean, Nathaniel can tell you, I've been playing this game for a while now, like obsessively playing this game <laughs> for a while now, and I'm still not done with unlocking everything and getting everything done. Like even after you kill all the players' paths, you have like hidden like hidden characters to unlock. Have you fought the Rat King? Uh, I've tried to and yeah, I've lost every single thing. time, uh, which is cool because as we mentioned, there's five floors. Initially, there's five floors. But as you play the game, you discover that there's hidden floors between the floors. So, for instance, there's a floor one, but then you can unlock uh, the obelette, which is the like the floor between. Is that like through the elevator? Or it's, well, it's just pit? through falling, because ah. you're going deeper into the dungeon. So there's other ways to get through it. But, um, but that's what's super cool about it, is that there's just so much to the game and you can keep playing and keep playing and keep playing and there's just so much to do and so much to see and at first so, it seems like a really small game like you look at the characters and everything and you're like oh this is gonna be like a cute little game yeah and it's ridiculously hard it's like one of the most one of like most content heavy games that i've played yeah and what i feel is super cool about it is 
while like I can't I keep comparing it to Binding of Isaac in the sense that it's 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 in the same structure where you have you know you have a lot to you have a lot to do but it's just the repetitive nature of the game allows you to continually experience new things all while still enjoying and playing the game you know without having to have that repeat that Isaac has where you know, you could end up getting the same two or three items and then you're stuck and then it's like, cool, I've wasted yet another 15, 20 minutes of my, you know, run. Um, which also, there's something to be said about the, the, the things that they do to remedy that long form um, of adventuring in that. Yeah, because a run could last like an hour. Yeah. 40 this, minutes, 20 minutes. It's like a chunk of time. Yeah, it's a long, it's a long game, especially dependent. It's all dependent upon not only your RNG on like guns and weapons and items, but it's also pretty, pretty well dependent upon your play style. And I feel like that's the most fair way to play the game. Unlike Binding of Isaac, where anytime you could, you know, possibly screw up, you know, it detriments the rest of the gameplay for you, which I don't feel is fair. It's not really just to punish the player because you know, the randomness of your generated, you know, levels are making it so it's super difficult to play, but, um, but with this You game, seem to really it, hate Isaac. It's not that I hate <laughs> Isaac, I played, I played a good chunk of Isaac, yeah. but... You're actually game, making me want to buy the game. <laughs> Finding of Isaac? Yeah. It's, it's one of those games I've played where, it in the past, it's just like, I don't own it right now. Yeah, it's just one of those games where, you know, you... Well, even Enter the Gungeon to a, a certain effect, it's one of those games where I have... I've played it a lot, and then you like. There's certain things about the game that aren't really. Um, they're not manageable, at least on Isaac's side. I feel like End of the Gun is very well fleshed out, and there's, there's no problems with it. Um, at least that's my opinion of it. Yeah, but, I, I think it's a very nearly flawless game. Yeah, and that's what's cool about it too is like there's there's expansions on the game. There's been two of them, both of which they've added so much to and they've made it like they made them whole new games so when the first one came out you know to me it was like okay well this is you know changed the game pretty much this has made it uh, this is the first up, uh, expansion they did was adding synergies to the game and that made it so it was like oh well then it's basically like adding a whole bunch of new guns which that's the other thing is every expansion they do add new guns and then they add like you know 30 or 40 guns at a time and so it's like, great, you know, just when I thought I'd be, you know, getting almost every gun, you add even more. And then even past that, there's the synergies. So then it's like, sure, you could unlock every item and every weapon, but then you get the kind of the pleasurable experience of when you do go through a run and you see that nice little blue arrow pop up when you pick up a weapon or an item and it synergizes with something else. And, and you're like, what is it? Yep. And then you rush to the Wikipedia to figure out what exactly it does, or you notice right exactly what it does. And I think uh, one of my favorite things, I mean, it's kind of obvious, but the guns. Like, what are some of your favorite guns in this game? Like, some of them, oh, there's just the amount of guns. Because, like, when you do unlock things, it's really satisfying and everything, but it's not just, like, you unlock it and it's cool. Yeah. It, you unlock it and you want to use it. Oh, yeah. And that's what's cool is these guns, you would think, would be... You know just kind of cut and paste of other guns when like i was saying it's like each gun has its own unique play style within itself like you get the starting weapon sure but then you have beam weapons crossbows you've got you know 
mini guns. You got charge up guns. You got charge up guns. You've got so much. You've got uh, shotgun shells that shoot shotguns. Yep, and you have <laughs> that's one of my favorite guns. Bullets that shoot pistols that shoot bullets, and then uh, it's one of those games where you could keep you could keep playing it and get different guns every single time, and you would still there's just so much to the. I just keep saying there's so much to the game because there is. And I think that um, part of the, well, there's a lot of unique things about it, but my favorite, one of my favorite guns is the black hole gun. Okay, that's what I was, if you, I think that that's one you're talking about, like, yep. I got a synergy with it, and if you make the bull bullets hit each other, it causes blanks. Yep. And blanks, basically, you start out with two during the game, mm -hmm. and they will cancel out bullets enemy bullets right so if people so like bosses shoot out a whole like massive bullets you typically save your blanks for them yep and there's like a wave of bullets coming toward you you just activate a blank and it clears out and it clears it out so this gun like becomes the most op like god tier yeah. weapon and it's so fun it is i've only had it one time there's there's a lot of synergies with it and i love it for that reason um it's one of my favorite guns because it makes boss room super easy you <laughs> shoot one and it sucks in all the bullets and then you can kind of just walk up to the boss and just go pew 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 and have no problem. Uh, there it is, yeah. There it is. And then... I'm thinking of a different weapon. It's, it's, uh, there's so much fun, like, with just unlocking items, like, that's part of, like, the first, maybe, I want to say, like, first week of playing, half of the fun was just dying, ironically enough, was because I kept getting new items because even after you beat the boss you get these credits that allow you to you know purchase stuff and it's not like it's not like credits in the sense that it's like a pay-to-play game it's like it's all within the game and yeah there's no pay-to-play garbage yeah. in this game and that's what i mean by it rewards you for how you play it rewards you for learning and being better at the game and learning how to you know and if you like don't get any damage on a boss you get an extra heart yeah uh, you get this trophy that gives you an extra heart and you can stack them with, with each boss but you have to like so yeah, the better you play, the better you're rewarded. Yeah. And it's a lot about memory too, is because then the more you play against a certain type of boss, you get used to. Yeah, because they shoot. they have like very specific fighting patterns. Yeah. But sometimes even the bosses will break out of it into a different pattern a little bit. So some boss fights are a little bit different. Yeah. And then I know that a lot of people are like, okay, well, then once you beat the game and once that's all done, where's the fun in playing the game? Well. There's just so much extra stuff that you can unlock, like um, just the NPCs that are in like the main area. You have one that if you wanted to make it a uh, like a random run where it adds different challenges to the run, and you have one where it makes the curse, um, which is the thing. You have the curse which makes um, enemies jammed, which just basically makes them ridiculously tough. They become um, red and like black and like shoot. Yep. And then, Spicy bullets. And then uh, you have blessed run, which is you know you anytime you finish, like finish the clip of a gun, it'll change into a different gun. Oh. Which those are so like those are so fun. But then in this latest expansion, they have a rainbow uh, run, which um, there's chests in this game. Um, there's different tiers, like a brown is and, uh, like going up the scale. There's brown, blue, green, gold, uh, cursed. Boss. And then you have yeah, a uh, rainbow chest, and then there's a glitch chest, and then there's uh, there's one other one. The, it's these, like super rare, right? It is very you, rare. Have you got it? I've gotten two normally by like re regular gameplay, and I've played for retarded long time. I think they said it's it, it, the chance of it becoming a rainbow chest is one in a thousand or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I know one of my friends 
uh, one of my other friends sent me a screenshot that they had got it. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, what? And I think I sent you a video or I recorded yeah. it, and then it was like, well, and what happens is, is like normally it just gives you one item. These give you eight. Holy crap. And you can use all of them, and usually it's like, you know, a couple of passive items, a lot of guns usually, and so the rainbow run is, instead of getting any chests on a floor, you get one rainbow chest at the beginning, and you have to pick one item from that chest. Which, you'd think, okay, well that's stupid, you get one item Is that like self-imposed? But it is self-imposed, you, you can choose it. Which is, which I think is what's really cool, is like, it, you're not, you're not stuck to the gameplay. And you can add and stack these. So for instance, you can play rainbow run, but then play blessed, where sure, you could pick a gun, but then every time that clip ends you'll get a same tier of that gun so if you get a rainbow chest and you get like an like a crazy s tier gun uh -huh. if you play the blessed run you'll end up getting <laughs> crazy s tier guns that'll keep you throughout the game um and then even beside that the characters that you play with make it so much fun um like for, i think everyone starts with either the marine or the pilot just based on one of two things is the marine gets um an accuracy boost and a damage boost um, and also one extra armor when you start. And Which is a blank. It is a blank. Uh, armor is when you get hit, it activates a blank. Um, and then the pilot gets a lockpick, which a 50-50 chance of picking a lock on a chest. Which is kind of annoying because once it locks, when, if it doesn't work, it locks the chest. And yep. even if you have a key, you can't do it. So like, I yeah. played the pilot a lot and then I just got really frustrated. <laughs> I was just like, I'm locking myself out of chest most of the time. I don't like this. It's fun though. And then the other thing he gets is charm, which is whenever you go to a shop, he gets like a discount on the items and the wares that are there. Um, he so, gets all flirty with it. No, he doesn't. Right. With that, it, however you want to imagine it. Mustache <laughs> man. And I love that. I love that aspect of the game too, where you know each there's so many quirky different like NPCs and characters, and you know there's more to them than just interacting, pressing A, and going through the same dialogue over and over. It's like you when you go back after a while, they have something different to say. Um, right. And when you rescue them, they come back to uh, what's it called? The. Um, the breach yes yes the, the breach. breach so it's like the main hub world and it has like different shops run by different npcs as you unlock them yeah and you unlock these different you unlock the weapons uh with the credits that you get and the npcs sometimes have like missions for you or yep. then you get like rewards for that so there's like so much stuff in this game again <laughs> You can't even you can't even go into it, and you probably will never touch everything in this game. No, but that's the fun of it. Is like trying to is getting to unlock everything and getting to that point. I'm a, I'm a when I like a game, I want to get 100 percent on it, and that's this, this yeah. is one of those games where it's like okay, I don't care how long it's gonna take. I'm gonna get 100 percent. <laughs> like even past the first like first four players, you have I don't want to spoil it for people, but you have uh, the bullet which is uh, eventually you unlock a playable character that is a bullet. And holds guns that shoots bullets. Or you could, depending on what you get, you could be a bullet holding a bullet that shoots guns. Yep, and then you have you have uh, the robot, which doesn't have health, it's only armor. Um, and then you have, there's, there's two other that have just unlocked. It's the Paradox, which it gives you random, uh, one random gun and or one random uh, starting gun and then an active item but it's random mm -hmm. so you could start and play you can get like you know a rocket launcher and you know an active item that helps boost it you know so it's there's that there's that character that you can play which will make it even more random and cool and fun and then you have the final one which is uh, the final final 
uh, character that has been unlocked, which is the gunslinger, which is, you know, that's a that's lore and stuff later on in the game that you'll figure out, but we were talking about synergies. His passive uh, his passive abilities, any gun that he has or is holding gets every synergy that it could have. Oh, wow. So you could, like, and that's what makes it super interesting to me is, like, they keep finding ways to re-interest people into games. Like, a lot of the time people are like, oh, the beginning of the game is boring, you have all these crappy guns and they don't do anything, and then later in the game you unlock this character and then all those crappy low-tier guns suddenly become the best guns because <laughs> they have every synergy that you could use and they become better than the guns that you would unlock later. And so there's just, there's, they're so unique in making you re-interest yourself in the game, even if it's not in the entire sense that they changed the format of the game. And, they do updates every once in a while which change the balance of how guns are. So sometimes you'll play it and it'll be like, oh, well, this gun's not as effective as this one. And then they'll update it and then suddenly it's the reverse where, right. you know, that gun that once wasn't as effective is now actually relevant and good now. But kind of like so, you said, they've come, I think it's the last expansion was called A Farewell to Arms. Yep. And it's like, so they've moved on to another game, so there probably won't be any more updates or anything like that. No. So the game is what it is now, but it's evolved so much and it's come so far and they've added and fine-tuned and perfected it to the point where I think it'll be okay and people will still play it for years. Oh, yeah. Like, it even is. if they don't go, I don't think they'll go on to make Enter the Gungeon 2. Like, they talked no. they talked about not, about moving on from the franchise. Mm -hmm. And they haven't really said what type of game it's going to be because they're like really early in development. But I, whatever they do, I'm really looking forward to their next game. Yeah, me too. And especially um, if it's, I mean, I love rogue games. I love stuff like this. But even if they move on from something like this, just the way and the care that they put into this game and making it so people are actually enjoying the play and enjoying the styling, enjoying, you know, making the game what it's supposed to be. You know, I feel like a lot of the problems that we have with games that are like this where they're, you know, dungeon crawlers or bullet hells or, you know, roguelike games, they all encounter the same issues where, you know, initial play isn't as fun as if you're dedicated. And I feel like people who don't have patience, you know, they give up on this game really quickly, especially because in the beginning it is going to be repetitive death and stuff. But what's uh, fun yeah. about this is, like, it's repetitive death, but they they keep you from feeling like it's a repeat over and over by making things completely different each time. Um, and this is this is one of those games I keep coming back to. Like I've for about two years on and off, I like I consistently come back to this game. Yeah. It's just and I haven't beat any of the characters past. I like still am like stuck in this loop of not being that good because I don't invest enough time into it consistently. Uh, I want to get to that point, but like I'll be playing like a new game that comes out, and then I'm just like I want to play Enter the Gungeon. I want to yeah. just like get back into it, but it's consistent enough to where I like kind of maintain my skill, but I don't like surpass it. Right, yeah, and that's, I feel like, the best part about this game is how it makes you feel like, um, like, like exactly what you said, like, did you ever consider yourself a dungeon crawler person or a bullet hell game kind of person no, or a rogue game? not really. And see, it's the exact effect on me is I didn't really care for, like, games like that because I did Like, play. Nuclear Throne is one of those that I played and I was just like, I don't yeah, like this. Yeah, and it's, it's the same, it's the same thing, like, Nuclear Throne, it had so... It has a lot of promise, and it is one of those extreme games where you just have to be repetitive, and it's all about skill. Whereas this, it's like, I've played with people who haven't picked up a controller, and they go just as far as if I had, you know, picked up the controller, and it doesn't even, like... I, I don't feel like people really give it credit for that, where how they make it easy on the player. Kind of like Smash sides. Bros. in that sense. Yeah, where anybody can pick it up and have a chance at, you know, you know, kicking some ass and shooting some guns, and, you know... 
One thing that I like about this is in the mapping of the game, instead of having to go from one side of the map all the way to the other, there's actual teleporting to rooms, specific rooms, so you don't have to keep wasting the time moving from room to room to room to room. Yeah, you, know, you don't do all this back uh, backtracking. Like instead, if you've been to a room, there's probably a teleporter in it that you can yeah. go back to any point. Yep, and Just pull up the mini map anything. and go back. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't cost anything, and it's super fast to do, and it's like, that's what I really, like I really don't give that enough credit because I feel like the runs would be so much longer if it was like, okay, well, I've run into a dead end, now I have to turn around and go all the way back and walk and do nothing the entire time. And every so, room doesn't have a teleporter, so sometimes you you do have to walk a little bit of distance, but it's like the teleporters make it so much better. Yeah, and it's always like one or two rooms away. They never make it, so it's like impossible to make it, you know, to last the entire distance of it. And so, but, and, and that's what's really cool about this game is there's so... There's, it's so fleshed out to be good to play, not just to be good to experience, but to keep playing it and going back to it. And um, like Nathaniel said, there's so much to the game where you will never find everything. You will probably never experience everything in the game unless you're that committed to it. But I think we're getting to the point now, now that the game is finished, this is the final, the finished model of it. You know, the editing and the um, modding community has gotten a hold of it too, and they've, they're going to start being able to play mm. with it with the finished model. Um, I know a lot of times they have, um, for instance, there's different people I watch that it's a duct tape run where every gun that they pick up <laughs> duct tapes itself to oh, the that's initial so gun. Um, there's runs where every item is something like um, every item is scattershot, every item is, you know, certain types of bullets, every item is a dog, every, every item is something, you know, an NPC or whatever. And so I feel like this game's got a lot of promise. I feel like the, the attention that people put on Isaac is going to be shifted to this game now that it's finished and now that they can kind of get their hands on it and kind of work into it and figure out what I like almost feel like Isaac it. is like more niche. And yeah. this game is like it has broader appeal. It is. And I feel like a lot of that is just expressed in the weapons and the items and the references. And, you know, even if you like, you have a reference book in the game, it's called the Anonomicon. And you can pull it up and look at all the weapons that you've unlocked or have unlocked but yet to be found and like it'll actually tell you about the the weapon a little bit and it'll reference to certain things and you know every single item and every single gun and stuff like that is a reference even the past to some of the even like the past to some of the uh um, the players is like references to stuff if you play the bullets past it's basically legend of zelda but they rename things it's can instead of ganon it's canon it's a big fat pig that just shoots cannons. Oh my god! And same with you know, same with other you know characters where um, the convicts past is the like it's related to Al Capone and stuff like that. And there's references to that. And so same with Space Marine, like there's a like a Mass Effect kind of feel to his mm. past and stuff. Um, it's just there's so much fun to this game, and I I can't I, I can't recommend it more to people who. Like even the people who are like, I'm not really interested, you know, into bullet hell games. I'm not interested in rogue games or you know dungeon crawlers. Pick it up. Like it's not even expensive. First off, no. Like it like, and it's like 15 bucks, and then it's on sale for seven like all the time. Yeah. And it's available on Switch, Xbox, everything, PlayStation, would, PC. Oh, I as a uh, master race Xbox player would recommend getting it on <laughs> Xbox because what you can do is, um, since you can play it on either, and it'll. Because I'm, I'm both. Sometimes I want to play on the Xbox because I just want to, you know, 
to get uh, you know get home and sit down and play it. Other times I want to get on the computer and maybe play with a mod or do something like that and be a little more serious about the game. And if you want to play it on the go, you could get the Nintendo Switch and play it in handheld mode wherever yeah. you are, which is pretty cool. That is really cool. I really, I really feel like this is a game that is going to see many more years of fun and enjoyment and play out of it. And, uh, you know, I really hope that, you know, if you are somewhat interested or intrigued in this game that you pick it up and play it. And if you don't play it, there's plenty of people who do runs online and yes. they do walkthroughs and they do uh, Let's Plays. And yeah. I have a friend who just watches a bunch of Let's Plays and because he sucks at the game in his opinion, even though he's like beat every character. And I'm like, okay, you don't suck at this game. You just aren't as good as the people online, but that's fine. Like, yeah. if you're better than me. Are you saying I really, really, really suck? Yes, I do. <laughs> but uh, oh, and what we didn't mention is that you, yes, you can play co-op. You can play two people yes. at a time. That's what we were doing earlier. Yep, and that's that's what's fun too. Is like there's even an interesting co-op mechanic where um, the person who you, the person who's second player, so the first player picks one of the four starting people, mm -hmm. or you know five depending on, or six if you have all the characters unlocked or whatever. The person who plays the second character gets the an item that revives either character if they die. So and it's like you get an extra life, basically. Yeah, and that's what's cool, too, is like then the chests are changed to where when you find a chest, it basically revives the, a player if they're, if they're dead, down yeah. to one person. So, I there's, yeah, we could keep saying it so much to this game. There really is. So go pick it up, please, and uh, enjoy it. Um, if you have any response to it, you should shoot us an email at uh, nerdnow podcast at gmail.com you could go on our twitter which is just nerding out you could go our youtube we're on spotify we're on itunes podbean. we're on podbean we're everywhere so so go ahead and look up you know just look up a video about into the gungeon maybe even buy it and just try it out for yourself without any spoilers um, and big shout out to uh, Evan who couldn't be with us today yep because he's doing responsible work adult stuff so and we're playing video games yeah, so, so uh, we're going to move on and uh, we're going to basically probably either play a, another ridiculous amount of this game and enjoy it, and I think you should too. So uh, I've been David. I've been Nathaniel. I at some point will be Nathaniel again, but until then, thanks for joining. See ya. So phobias. Um, this is just you have, rolling right into. This is just sort of like right into. Do you have a phobia of playing Enter the Gungeon? Uh, my phobia is when I have the crest, and or I have a key, or I want to get to the obelette, and then somebody breaks the water barrel when I'm trying to get to the obelette. I never do that. Yeah. Why would I do that? Yeah, more floors, more items, more fun. Especially because you can. Well, I I, I like to. Splash in puddles, so that's pretty fun too. Oh, okay. So I'm the guy who breaks the barrel. Well, eventually. But do you have any actual phobias that you want to tell the audience of that they could manipulate and heights. take advantage of? Really? Heights. I oh. like kind of don't like heights, but I don't have a phobia of it. Which I'm going to be solving today, actually. Okay. Yeah. Wait, what? How's that? I'm going up in a plane for an hour. Oh. It's a very small plane. You know, the ones that fall out of the sky that you hear all the time? I'm going to one of those, so... I'm going to say no because I don't want to picture that because it sounds terrifying. Yeah, I'm pretty much just going to say it's going to happen. So and where are you going? Nice living. 
Uh, just flying around literally for an hour and then coming back. I'm not flying because, you know, heights. And then... Uh, right, you'd probably crash the plane. Need that. Uh, and then, yeah, just trying to, you know, beat some things in this year of 2019 that God has given us. Yeah, children, um, you know, orphans. Wives, Mainly, yeah. 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 Eggs. Oh, man, I heard this really... Uh, I'm not going to remember it. So, my phobia... <laughs> uh, I hope no... Oh, I hate this gun. It's a terrible gun. Yeah, it's really bad. Oh, we're playing Enter the Gungeon, by the way, which is what we're trying to be talking about, but we're going to be like... Yeah, I, I have trypophobia. Trypophobia? Yes. I'm, I'm scared of porous holes. Really? I think that's what it's called. Yes. So, sponges... No, sponges are fine. It has to be, it usually is on the skin, but if it's like uh, really close together, tiny holes, anyway, that's as far as we're talking about that because I'm starting to get triggered, so. Okay, cool. <clears throat> yeah, no, I get it. I get it. It is kind of a weird, it is a very... It's very specific and very weird. I actually was writing an article about science or whatever, and we like, I came across something while doing research, and I like had a 30-minute meltdown at work. No. I was like, yes. And I was like sweating and like having a panic attack, and I was just like, what is this? Oh my god. Yeah. What'd you do? How do you get out of this? You don't. You, you just don't. let it pass. <laughs> you just bask in the retardity. Yes. Re uh, retardity. Uh, retardity. 